The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. We are so happy to be back with a special show for all of you Go Country listeners. We are still recording via Zoom, but we can't wait to be back in the studio. And hey, here's a big shout out to Debbie, the mortgage mom. Is she still on the air too? Oh, yeah, she is, Rob. Good for her. Uh, You know, these times of COVID are scary and, you know, they're wearing on our sanity. Every day feels like some kind of roller coaster ride. Sometimes it feels... Like it's a good ride, and other ride, other times not so much. You know, a, ro- you, a roller coaster with cabin fever. Yeah, I tell you, you're yeah. stuck on it. You yeah, can't you're get stuck, off. You're stuck in one little roller coaster, and it's like confined, very confined. You know, so we wanted someone to join us today that can help us with some of the feelings that we may be all going through during these really unusual times. That's right. So that's why we are so lucky to have with us. Susan Ashley, PhD. She is a clinical psychologist. She is an author of books on psychology and uh, with a a focus on uh, ADD and ADHD. And uh, what can I say? There's a lot of other things that um, uh, she has uh, uh, in her bailiwick and her background, and we'll talk about those. So welcome to the show. Dr. Ashley. Welcome, Dr. Ashley. Uh, good morning. Dr. Dr. Ashley, tell us what attracted you to this profession. Oh, well, I, I get that question a lot, and usually people actually will ask me, oh, is it because you had your own trauma and you wanted to figure out your own problems or because you're good at giving advice? And, and the answer is no to that. I came to psychology in a very unusual way. When I was a kid, I saw the movie The Snake Pit. Olivia de Havilland in right. a black and white movie where she slowly goes insane and ends up in the, the snake pit of the mental institution. And for some reason, as a 10-year-old little girl, that intrigued me. And mm. right then and there, I decided I wanted to be a psychologist. So that motivated cool. you to help people yes, get of course. out of the snake pit. <laughs> I, I remember that movie, and it was quite uh, frightful for a kid. Yeah, yeah, I saw it when scary. I was a young kid, too. Nightmares. So, so let's let's talk about this right up front. We have millions upon millions of people locked away in their homes right now, uh, barely able to get out. Uh, the The trails are closed. The parks are closed. Beaches. The beaches are closed. Your barbershop is closed. And uh, people are, uh, this is a new thing for everybody. I mean, yeah. This is unprecedented. Yeah, so, people are getting antsy, very antsy now, protesters. Well, yeah, I you mean, know. you see that. So what um, do you have some uh, advice for us in just kind of uh, approaching what's going on in, in, our, in our minds and, you know, our frustrations and whatnot? 
Uh, well, I think the first thing I'd like to say is that it, it, I think every one of us is anxious. I doubt there's going to be a person on the planet that's not feeling anxious, that's not feeling sad, worried. Um, and just to remind ourselves, this is a, a normal reaction to a very abnormal situation. It right. is unprecedented that any of us have ever done anything like this before. Um, so, you know, if you'd like me to talk about a couple, uh, coping tools, I'm happy. Yes, to please do that. doctor. Okay. Coping tools. Coping uh, tools. I need so those. We all need them. Every yes. one of us needs them. And I think that I, I kind of have three categories that I'd like to chat about. And, and number one is exercise. There's a ton of research that just talks about how great exercise is for people. Not right. only does it give you that endorphin boost that we all need, it turns the mind off. It stops us from thinking about all our worries and our troubles. And if we can focus on running or biking or downward dog, whatever it is that we're doing, <laughs> it's a little mini break. And we need that mini break. We need to step away from hearing about COVID all the time. Yeah. So as much exercise as you can do. And luckily, we've got YouTube and all kinds of apps to, to help motivate us. Sure. The other thing is to help people build their toolbox. There's some great tools that are skill building, using skills in the moment you're feeling anxious, you're feeling upset. And uh, things such as uh, grounding, visualization, deep breathing techniques, meditation, these are skills, these are actually actions that I suggest people do. And how do you do them? YouTube has free videos. There's all kinds of apps that will teach people how to do these skills and how to turn to them in that very minute that they're feeling it, anxious. It's a crazy thing, isn't it? That relaxation uh, tools are not necessarily innate. You have to kind of learn some of this stuff in our stress-ridden world, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and we're not a, we're not a society focused on relaxation. We're focused on productivity and go, go, go. Right. And, you know, doctors, like for me, uh, I know those techniques, but I just don't have them in my uh, storage here. I forget about them. So I think it's uh, important for our, our listeners to understand that if even if you've done it before, go back and look at the YouTube and, and you know, light that fire again. I was just going to say, you can set, set a timer. It doesn't have to be an hour. You can do a five-minute deep breathing. You can do a 10-minute yoga or relaxation. Something that you can think of it like turning off a light switch of anxiety. But I do want to go back to the exercise for a moment. Now, what if the only means you really have to get any good exercise is outdoors? Can we do that without, without increasing anxiety? You know, because I do see people out and walking their dogs and whatnot and on their bikes. And I, I think it's great. But I do wonder, you know, there's that little voice in the back of my mind is, are they risking getting the virus? Am I risking getting the virus or giving it, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, what is your thought on all that? You know, I think it's a great question because it being outdoors with fresh air and sunshine feels good. It's really good for the mood. But I notice when even myself, when I'm out walking and I see another person, there's an automatic anxiety reaction. You know, yeah. that person has the virus. They're walking too close to me. Um, they don't have a mask. And right. normally we're not used to being um, having a, a threat reaction when we see another person. And that's really right. unusual and, and 
uncomfortable and disturbing. So, so I think being outdoors is good, but obviously we have to make sure that we're physically distancing ourselves from other people. So, so that's how you cope with it, doctor, because I went and, and got these headsets and I waited in line, you know, at, at the Best Buy. And I noticed that the people behind me, there was a, a man and his son, a young son, but the son, and they both were wearing masks, but the son kept on coming like within a foot or two of me, just playing around. And you're right. My anxiety level just went way up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unusual for us. We're not used to looking at people as a, as a threat. It's very unusual. You know, the other coping tool I'd like to suggest to people, it's one of my favorite besides exercising, is to, to make sure you're engaging in activities that you enjoy. Anything that you enjoy, whatever it is. So that, again, you're turning off the light switch of anxiety. You're turning off the news. You are seeking purposeful pleasure. For, for me, I've got two hobbies I can do indoors while I'm staying at home, which is cake decorating. I love to decorate cakes and uh, photography. So I can work on my, my photographs. Other people might read or sew or whatever activity. You have to purposely find pleasure. You kind of have to push aside that American uh, ethic, go, you know, work ethic. Go, go, go. You got to kind of have to resist that and get into your um, pleasure mode and, um, and be okay with it, right? Yes. Yeah. In fact, you know, I'm watching on the news and I'm hearing these other psychologists come out and tell people, keep your routine, get dressed every day, do your hair, do your makeup. And then I, I'm the opposite. I'm thinking this is a great time to sleep yeah. in if you can, not have to dress to impress, not have to right. do your hair and makeup um, and enjoy being home. Enjoy not right. having to drive in the traffic, enjoy not having to interface with your coworkers, with a bunch of other people. I think there's some freedom that's coming from staying at home. And it's super relaxing unto itself. I mean, and you got your kid, maybe you have kids and you get to bond with your kids better. I mean, there's a lot of positive things that can come out of this. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting closer to my family just by being at home. And it is kind of a forced home vacation, right, doctor? Yes. It's a staycation. And I think because there's so much negativity out there that is real, that we have to purposely look for the good in it, find the positive of the stay at home time. Um, and, and if you're not finding it, look for it, make a list of what actually is good about this. And, and there are right. some really nice benefits of it in spite of all the tragedy that's going on. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. Are there any other coping tools? Because, you know, obviously the big worry... I think for most people is I don't have money coming in and this promise of right. 1200 bucks, if I get it great, but I mean, 1200 bucks doesn't go very far really these days for, for almost anybody. So um, do you have any other uh, coping tools that you can suggest to us? Well, unfortunately, I don't have any money coping tools. I sure wish yeah. I did. But yeah, that certainly is a worry for a lot of people. And people are having to really sit down and, and budget 
I think that's a, a helpful coping tool is where can I cut expenses and what things do I not need? There's a lot we can do without. We find out staying at home, there's plenty we don't have to have. There's yeah. a lot that we can, can do without and be more judicious. Yeah. My, well, I my, guess you're saving money on going out to movies and restaurants and just yes, yeah. What's, yeah. what's available and cheap or free, you know, around the neighborhood and whatnot. Yeah, and you got to be a little creative too, I guess. You know, my hairstylist, who's losing a lot of business, as a lot of people in that profession and other, you know, close contact type professions, he just says, you know what? Just what you guys uh, suggested. I've revamped my whole economic schedule and I'm living, I'm actually happier because I've gotten rid of some of the things that I really don't need. And I've realized that I don't need them, at least at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take us back to a little bit of uh, simpler times. The other coping tool I like to tell people is to, to be careful with your media diet. You know, you can have the news on all the time, and that's anxiety provoking for adults. Sure is. Kids at home, that's anxiety provoking for. Sure for is. Limit your diet, and and look at your social diet too. Who are you interacting with on the phone or on your Zoom, and are they people that you're enjoying? Um, are there people that are causing anxiety and causing you troubles? And it's okay to limit that social diet. Uh, that's, a, that's a great point. And on diet, I just, for a while, I noticed I was eating all the wrong <laughs> foods. It was one of the things that was like my coping mechanism for the anxiety of thinking, do I have the virus? Do I not? And so I put on some weight and now I'm just trying to now figure out how to eat more healthy again. Yeah, I kind of like to say COVID-19 stands for the 19 pounds we're all going to gain. <laughs> yeah, in this yeah because everyone wants comfort food, you know, mac and cheese and ice cream. I Pizza. Mean, yeah. Pizza for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Yeah. Now, Dr. Ashley, what if um, you or a loved one that's cooped up already had some kind of underlying uh, mental or emotional situation going on? What what is going on for those folks? Does this necessarily compound the situation for people like that? And how do they cope with it? Yeah, I think you can expect that whatever pre-existing anxieties, worries, or psychological symptoms or disorders, they're likely to get worse. You know, obviously not in every single case, but they're likely to get worse. We are really being tapped out. And if you've got a disorder that's already, uh, you know, present before this, it's probably worse. The symptoms are probably tougher. Um, I mean, we all only have so many soldiers in our coping army, and maybe your soldiers were already deployed before COVID happened, and now you don't have any extra soldiers to cope with this, and it can be really hard. And I, I think that this is a great time for people to seek professional help. Because they can get a hold of you via Zoom or, or something like we're doing right now, right, doctor? Yes, yeah. In fact, it's, e- it's easier for people to access professionals right now because most therapists are doing um, video conferencing and they're doing it on you know, private platforms. They're doing it all hours of the day and night. If you have insurance, there's no copay if, at this time, which is a great benefit. And if you're not insured, there's plenty of people that are doing low-cost uh, teletherapy. And, and it's really helping a lot of people. And kids, in our practice, we're doing uh, teletherapy with kids, and they're loving it. Wonderful. That's and this great. was the case even before the pandemic, right, that you could do teletherapy like this uh, with, with patients and 
and people who needed it. Yeah, it, yeah, certainly teletherapy was available, but you know, most people wanted to be in, in the room with somebody face to face. But now right. that that's not available to us, the teletherapy is becoming increasingly uh, popular. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Let's say somebody wants to, your office is based in Northridge, right? Right. So somebody who is in Thousand Oaks or Ventura, Orange County, they'd have to drive an hour plus to get to your office. Now we've got a whole different you know, thing going on, which I think is, is probably going, I hope boost the mental health, you know, um, assistance for all these people. I'm hoping so too. And I think it's becoming more mainstream and more acceptable. And all of us are incredibly stressed. It's, it's, you can do it privately from your own home. You don't have to drive anywhere. There's, you know, we can see people in Sacramento. We can see people all over the United States and all over California. Yeah. There you go. Hey, this is Rob from Brothers on Law on Saturdays at 8 a.m. We know these are difficult times for everyone and some more than others. So do you want to nominate a local group or hero that's going above and beyond for our community? We want to hear from you. Call us at 800-310-7113 and tell us what they're doing. And we'll even call some of these folks live and help them out. So call us at 800-310-7113 and help us give back to our community. People, even if you haven't had some kind of diagnosis, if you're feeling so anxious or so depressed or, or, or you know, just uh, a cabin fever and you need someone to talk to, they, they should feel free, uh, be encouraged to reach out to someone like you, right, under these circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a long-term therapy thing. What, what's nice about people seeking professional help is that that therapist is there to listen to you. You know, and you know, when you talk to your friends or your family, they always want to jump in and tell you what's going on with them, and they cut you off. Um, when you see a therapist, they're there only for you. You have your person who's really there to listen to you and go over and teach you some special coping tools that maybe you're not aware of that you can implement yeah. right away. Yeah, and I was just going to mention for our clients, Great too, uh, sometimes all it takes is just a couple of tools for them to feel, you know, the difference and how to approach, a, you know, their depression, their anxiety. And, yeah. and that's so important, Dr. Ashley. Absolutely. It's a good point. Somebody to hear you. And in fact, is it a good time, Rob, maybe to ask how we can get in touch with Dr. Ashley? Anytime's a good time to ask there how we get go. in touch with Dr. <laughs> Ashley. Oh, there you go. How do we get in touch with you, Dr. Ashley? Oh, I have a website, ashleypsychology.com. So it's A-S-H-L-E-Y. P-S-Y-C-H-O-L-O-G-Y.com. AshleyPsychology.com. And is Unfortunately, name- Larry will never get there because he doesn't know how to spell psychology. It's a but, big oh, word. Thank Love God. <laughs> thank God, Rob. Yeah. It's yeah. a big uh, word. A bad speller, maybe I am. It's a big word. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, uh, doctor, is there any other way to, for them to get in touch with you or is that the best way? That's the best way. I have a link um, on the website if anybody wants to email me. And for, for people across the state of California, if they're looking for therapy, there's plenty of other resources besides Ashley Psychology. Uh, Psychology Today is a great uh, website for people, especially if you've got insurance and you're looking for a provider that takes your insurance. Um, psychologytoday.com. Wonderful. Now, you've written a few books 
Your subspecialty is ADHD and and things like that, correct? Correct, yes. Now, and you've written a few books on that subject. Is, is that I right? I have. I have. And in fact, uh, some of these are uh, sold and widely read internationally. Correct? Yes, I've written the ADD and ADHD answer book, and I have written um, a thousand best tips for ADHD. And several of my books, yeah, they sell all over the world. They've been translated into a couple of foreign languages, which is very exciting to help people in other countries. Maybe does the audience know what ADHD is? I mean, probably most people do, but what is it, doctor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most of us uh, know what it is. Most of us think we have it. It's um, a disorder of really just inattentiveness, um, distractibility, poor concentration, forgetfulness, poor organization, uh, poor impulse control, which probably all of us have at various times. Um, my brother does have that impulse control problem. But. <laughs> well, my impulse is to smack you right now, but where you are you? I, you you're can't. in there. I can't, uh-huh. I can't reach out and find you. <laughs> well, um, you know, uh, if you have someone in your care who has an underlying problem, such as ADHD, what are the special challenges that you might be facing in a time like this? Oh boy, um, it's going to be really hard for parents with an ADHD child to try to school them. It's really tough. I mean, before when kids were at school, the parents only had to deal with them from the afternoon till bedtime. But to now try to, to school a kid's really got to be tough. And my heart goes out to, to parents. And that would be another uh, reason for parents to seek some, some help from a professional. How to manage getting these kids to do work on their own and through uh, the, the Zoom. It's tough. It can take a lot of patience from parents. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation. 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. With with a child or with someone who has attention issues, you want to be able to have that uh, personal interaction, that eye contact kind of thing, right? Yes, yes. Have you been seeing children via Zoom for ADHD? Yeah, we're seeing families um, where the parents will have some private time to talk to the therapist and uh, voice their concerns, get some tips, and then the kids are coming on uh, as well, and they're actually really liking it. You know, my, my book, A Thousand Best Tips, has several chapters on helping kids with routines and helping them with homework, with a lot of creative ideas on how to get the kids interested in doing their, their schoolwork because they're not going to do good just sitting down at the kitchen table or their desk. You've got to do things like the sidewalk chalk or get the alphabet macaroni to do spelling words, um, get finger paint to do spelling words, get... Um, finger painting, the best. Yes, it's right? fun. Um, you you got to be creative to get them interested. Yeah. And they need direct supervision. You're not going to send an ADHD kid down and say, do your homework. Mommy will check on you in half an hour. All right. Well, we have a, a message in our message box. Larry, can you read yeah. that? Yeah. And it's it's an email. No, it's an email we have first, right? Right. 
Yeah, and it's uh, really kind of meant for our guest, Dr. Susan Ashley. And this email comes from Emily in Santa Clarita. I have a son I believe has ADHD. He's been going nuts during this stay-at-home order. He's like bouncing off the walls. Any advice for me would be appreciated. Thank you. Ah, yeah. Well, you can't right on topic. stop the bouncing yeah. off the walls. So that's one tip to parents. Don't even try. Just forget it. Um, find a place for him to bounce out in the backyard, take him on a hike, run, get a, a little jumper trampoline. You've got to let these kids get their energy out. That's going to be one of the best coping tools for, for parents. Get them active physically. These kids have to move. And probably like you were saying, if it becomes overwhelming, reach out to the uh, the psychologist that you have or someone like yourself yeah, and just talk. Yeah. If things aren't working well, if things that you're trying aren't working, that's time to get some professional help. I mean, there's a lot of great resources and books and tips on, on, on the internet. Seek those out. And if it's not working, get some professional help. They, they, there's no shame in it. There's some great uh, therapists out there that can, can help dial down the stress. But I yeah. like that advice that you just got to let these kids get their energy out. And if, and it is a ch more of a challenge being cooped up right now, obviously, but you can still get out there and walk your dog or run or ride the bike, uh, wear a mask, keep your social distance, keep an eye on the kid. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can do all those. Right. Things. That's yeah. Good. And ADHD kids in particular need frequent breaks. They're not going to sit down at the desk from eight to three. You know, they, they can maybe sit for 20 yeah. minutes, let them get up, run around, then bring them on back. Oh, that's, that's good advice. Get that high energy out of their system yeah. for a bit. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, we do have a call in message as well. Uh, uh, I'm being told, um, producer Dave, can you play that? Hey brothers. This is Jerry, and I have a question for you guys. Uh, I listen to you every week. I was in a car accident a while back, and I finally had a court date after all the medical paperwork and the deposition and all that was done, and then the coronavirus hit. So my case was postponed. What I want to know is, is this postponement going to affect my case? Thanks a lot. Well, first of all, Jerry, thanks for being a weekly listener. And Rob, what do you think about uh, the fact that uh, not only Jerry's case, but all the cases that we're dealing with right now have been postponed? Yeah, it's par for the course. And Jerry, um, I, he probably—I I don't know if he's represented by counsel, but he should be represented by counsel. I mean, if he's got a case pending in court, he probably is. So he should talk to his lawyer about how that's going to affect the case, because every case is a little bit different. But in the long run, it shouldn't have that bad of an effect on most cases. It's just delay. It's a, it's a disappointment, of course. You know, you want your day in court. You, you talk about anxiety, right? You know, it's a very anxiety-filled uh, event to, to have a case pending and hanging over your head. But you just got to, you know, hang in there, grin and bear with it because, um, You'll get your day in court eventually, and it and and in very rare circumstances should it affect the case adversely. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, well, you know, cases even before the virus, cases 
are continued for a lot of different reasons. That's right. And so it's it's not going to be, I think, in any way going to affect him in, in an adverse way. And so, yeah, and everybody's in the same boat, too. Everybody's case is being continued over. So we're all going to Now, it could get weird if if we don't, you know, learn how to deal with this particular virus. And, and next thing we know, uh, in order to have a jury trial, everyone's got to wear a mask and, and six sit six feet apart. I mean, that could be uh, almost unworkable. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Susan, but Dr. Ashley, um, what do you suggest to a, a, someone who has that extra added stress of a lawsuit and they were you know, just about to have their trial or just about their, their day in yeah. court and now, you know, the whole thing is postponed. Dr. Ashley, we need a short answer because we got to wrap okay, it up. That's frustrating. <laughs> short and sweet. All you can do is just accept that it's frustrating and wait, you know, wait your turn. Everybody's frustrated and waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to thank Dr. Ashley for joining us today. And we, you've already provided your email or a website and please listeners go to that website. And well, it's about time to wrap up the show and say our goodbyes until next Saturday. You know, if you've missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear us on a previous show, just go to YouTube brothersonlaw.com or you can listen to us on iTunes and Podbean. All right. And if you want to call us and talk to us for any matter at all, uh, you can reach us at 800-310-7113. That's 800-310-7113. And tell us that you heard us on Go Country 105. So a big thank you to all our listeners out there. Stay safe during this crazy time. And we look forward to being here with you next week right here. Saturday, 8 a.m. on Go Country 105. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.